I tell you that this season is full of many different feelings. And I'm sure that there are a lot of people out there uh, today that are dealing with cumulative frustrations. Um, I am one of them. <laughs> I am being transparent with our church. It's a frustrating season. Things being cancelled, dealing with disappointment, you know, even, even struggling with in a season, how can you position some things for success in the way that they have to currently endure. But we need to remember that God is faithful. You know, I actually want to talk about this morning your viewpoint. What, what is your viewpoint? Oh, I'm going to speak out of Luke chapter 5. Uh, and I'm going to look at the viewpoint of the men who brought their friend who was paralyzed and they couldn't get into the building and they lower him to the feet of Jesus. And in that season, uh, I want us to understand very simply that we can play a role in strengthening somebody else's journey. We can play a role in helping them to deal with the frustrations of this season, to overcome the disappointments of what they're facing, uh, to persevere when they feel that they're alone, to keep going. We can't stop. We can't stop. I know that you're in your home and you're thinking, gee whiz, lockdown six has been hard. I really feel the air has been let out of my tyres this time. I'm deflated. We understand. We're in it together. People keep throwing around things like 200 days in lockdown. I'm okay if people keep hearing about the name of Jesus. I'm okay if the kingdom of God keeps being extended, but I'm not okay. We're giving up. I remember growing up and I had just experienced a period of feeling really sick. Uh, for those of you that haven't heard my testimony, there was a point when I was in my early 20s where I got a bug which led to anxiety about the bug and then anxiety about my life not progressing. And then out of nowhere, I was vomiting multiple times a day and I lost about 20 kilos. And what happened is God had restored me. Uh, I was on the journey of, of coming out of that season. And my standard big brother, James, was with me. Now, very standard big brother. Like when we were a kid, uh, I remember being on school holidays with him and he didn't shower for two weeks. Now, he was a teenage boy who didn't shower for two weeks. Now, you have to understand this. At that time, I was also a teenage boy. So normally people that are a teenage boy with a teenage boy, the smell that they produce normally doesn't affect the other teenage boy. They generally, they stink together. And what happened is my brother was so stinky that myself as a teenage boy could not cope with his stink. So I remember coming up to him in all the authority that I had as his little brother and I said, you smell really bad. And out of that moment, he decided to grab my head and force it into his underarm. At that point, his sweat went into my mouth and I vomited. This 
was my big brother. He was an awesome big brother. He loved me all the days of my life. He still does. He was an amazing big brother. And I remember at one point, post being sick, I'm having a conversation with him and he stops me. He says, Charles, stop. See, what had happened is as I was talking to him, this negativity, this cycle of faithlessness had been working around and I was obviously limiting myself because of my lack of faith post being unwell. And he says to me, stop. He says, you're going to be okay. He says, you're always telling people that God has plans for your future. You need to believe it yourself. And what happened in that moment is I was triggered by offence. How could you? In the position that I've been in, you know, that offence almost reminds me of when people are going on holidays right now that are, were in regional Victoria. And I'd be like, oh, I can't believe it. They don't understand unless they've been in Melbourne. They don't understand. But what happened is I was saying that my, my brother, he shocked me out of it. It was like he reset where I was at in the, in the emotional sense. He picked me up from where he saw I was and he carried me to a place where I could have a better viewpoint of faith. A better viewpoint on my outlook because what he'd done is he'd come alongside me and he'd spoken faith. Stop, you're going to be fine. You've got a future. You're not going to be sick forever. Now, to him, it may have only been a 20 second conversation, but it reset me in that season. We have that opportunity to do that for one another. There are people that, uh, because of this season, have begun to get in this cycle of thought. It needs to be broken by faith. It needs to be broken by a community that comes together faithfully and prays for one another, encourages one another, strengthens one another. This is why I keep asking and praying, would you call people? Would you text them? Would you actually go to the Zoom meetings? You know, I started thinking about, I was actually having a conversation with someone this week and I felt a thought flood into my mind. It wasn't to do with this person. This person's awesome. They know who they are because you'll remember the convo. But it was a thought that came to me was this. There are people that go, I'm on Zoom all day. So now I'm tired when it comes to being on Zoom again for a connect group. The thought that came to me is, could you please consider that that Zoom Connect group is not about you? There may be somebody who's isolated, who lives alone, and this is their form of relationship in this season. And that we have an opportunity, yes, we're tired, to still connect and encourage and strengthen people because there may be somebody in a rhythm that you can help reset because God can use you. And then they could leave that Zoom meeting thanking the Lord because you're in their life because God has placed you there. This season can become inward, but we need to begin to try and carry one another. In Luke chapter 5, there were men that saw a paralyzed man there was a man that could not move. But yet what happened is they took their time out of their life to pick up his cause and his burden to try and get him to the feet of Jesus where they prayed and they believed his life could be changed. 
On our website, we've, we've introduced a button. Uh, April and I shared it this week. If you go to unihillchurch.com.au, there's a button in the top right-hand corner that says prayer and praise. Now, that can be prayer points that you need us to pray into. It may not necessarily be just for yourself. It could be for your neighbour. It could be for a friend. We will keep it non-specific, but we will be praying and we will be getting it to the community. And then when God brings breakthrough, then we're going to have praise points in that same button where you can come back and you can say, God has been so faithful in this season for me. He's been so faithful and, and I just want to share the testimony of His goodness with my community. So would you please use the button on the website. If you go on your mobile phone, there's a little button and it has the drop down tab, a menu, and it says prayer and praise. Use that because we want to share in faith and we want to carry burdens together. This is community. God is so good. I'm actually excited about what is going to happen towards the end of this year. I believe it will be the most significant end to the year our church has ever seen. And we're not going to give up on that. We're going to keep believing. So let's turn to Luke chapter 5. And I'm going to read to you out of my Bible. And it says this. On the day Jesus was teaching... And Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there. They had come from every village in Galilee and from Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. Some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a mat and tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up onto the roof and lowered him on his mat through the tiles into the middle of the crowd right in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, Friend, your sins are forgiven. The Pharisees and the teachers of the law began thinking to themselves, Who is this fellow who speaks blasphemy? Who can forgive the sins but God alone? Jesus knew what they were thinking and asked, Why are you thinking these things in your heart? Which is easier, to say, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up and walk? But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, get up, take your mat and go home. Immediately he stood up in front of them and took what he had been lying on, And went home praising God. Everyone was amazed and gave praise to God. They were filled with awe and said, We have seen remarkable things today. Father, help us to hear your word today, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. So I want to talk to you this morning. As you're listening, from the point of view of the man on the mat, And the point of view of the friends looking down. This sermon is called Viewpoint. What can we learn? What do you think the paralyzed man learnt from this situation? What do you think the friends learnt from this situation? And how can we apply it today to our lives? I think the first thing that I see is that the paralyzed man 
would have thought, gee, my friends, they love me. They love me. As I pondered and thought about this man's situation, can you imagine being paralyzed in the ancient world? Can you imagine the loneliness? Can you imagine the feeling of not being able to contribute to your family? Can you imagine even worse the feeling of not only not being able to contribute, but actually feeling like you create a larger burden? And I think that there are times in life when when there are people that feel like a burden. And what's even worse is when you're teased with the thought of there is something out there that could fix me. I've heard about this man, Jesus, the paralyzed man could have thought. And if I could get to him, I could be healed. I could be restored, but I'll never get to him unless somebody helps me. Gee, my friends must love me. Because they've come to me and they've said, we know that you can't get to Jesus yourself. We know that there is no way without us actively thinking of you and helping you, you'll never be able to get to a place of restoration. You may have heard about the hope, but you don't know how to get there. You physically can't get there yourself. And he must have thought, wow, these guys love me. This needs to be our community. In 1 John 3.18 in the scripture, it says this, Dear children, let's not merely say we love each other. Let us show the truth by our action. Do you know that we've preached that out of the book of James? We've preached that out of the book of Corinthians. Now it's in 1 John. Why? Because the evidence that you love something is that it produces itself through action in your life. I love Jesus, so I want to live for Him. I love my neighbour, so I want to serve and help them. These guys went to this young man, said, we love you, so we're willing to help. There are people out there today that, may not be paralyzed, but are at the same level of brokenness, the same level of hurt, the same level of feeling abandoned. And maybe God has put you in their life. So that like those men that had to actually actively go and say, hey, I know you can't get there on your own, but I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to help carry your burden. I'm going to take it up so that in the hope that if you can get to the feet of Jesus, your life can be restored. Your life can be changed. It says in 1 John 3.18, Let not merely say we love each other, but let us show the truth by our action. There's a hurting world right there in front of you. There are young people and many people that are dealing with mental health trials right now, financial trials right now. They're worried. And God has placed you in their life You wonder why we feel like we have a position of strength. The answer is because we have Jesus and we have faith and hope built upon who He is, not who we are. Now use the strength 
that God has given you to serve and love others. This paralyzed man, he must have thought, wow, for these guys to take up my burden must mean they love me. Can we love our community the way that Christ calls us to in this season? It's not easy, but it will be fruitful. The second thing that I believe this man would have learned as he lay on the mat was that my life doesn't need to be in order to encounter Jesus. Now you have to understand uh, in in the ancient world, especially in, in Jewish tradition, They believed that if you were facing a trial or a crisis or very bad health, it was a repercussion of former sin. This is what they believed in the the community. Now, whether or not this paralyzed guy believed that, we don't, you know, we I can't answer that. But what I do know is that the Pharisees that had come from every single region, they believed that. Now, when you look at the crowd that was around him, this man is being lowered down to the feet of Jesus and he's thinking, will this righteous man even be able to look at me? Because the world around me looks at my life, sees my level of brokenness, sees all of the the fruit and evidence of what they think I've done previously and now I'm paying the punishment for. And now I'm floating down. I'm about to land at the feet of this righteous man. And is he going to think the same thing too? But I love in the scripture that we see that when Jesus sees him, it says in Luke chapter 5, verse 20, when Jesus saw their faith, he said, friend, your sins are forgiven. The writer there, Jesus here, is making a clear point. The link to forgiveness is faith. Not whether or not your life is in order. This man is lowered before the feet of Jesus and Jesus, it says, seeing the faith, their faith, says to the man, your sins are forgiven. It wasn't whether or not there was repercussions in this man's life for what he had done wrong. What it meant is that in order to be joined to Christ, forgiven of his sins required faith. Your life doesn't need to be in order for a relationship with Jesus. There are so many people that you hear, oh, I can't come to church just yet. I drink too much. I can't come to church just yet because I've made some decisions in my life that are no good. You know, I can't do it. Even worse is that there might be some Christians out there that think I can't bring that friend yet. Because they don't know really how to behave in church. Your life does not need to be in order to encounter Jesus. Because when Jesus saw this broken man, he saw his faith. And said to him, your sins are forgiven. Let's not look for people that have it all together. Let's look for people that are full of faith. You know, there are going to be a time, there is a time coming where there are going to be people that sit in this room, that walk in these doors, and I pray that become friends with you where you are right now that don't have it all together. Faith is what is required for forgiveness. 
That is what Christ looks for. And that is what changes lives. Because out of a relationship with Jesus comes change. You don't have to have your life in order. This man, as he was lowered before Jesus, he would have realised, wow, I don't have to have it in order. But another thing, another viewpoint that he now would have had, God is far more interested in my internal situation than my external. The man is lowered down and in Luke 5.20, it says, seeing his faith says to him, your sins are forgiven. How come is it that whenever I think of the story, I think about Jesus healing the paralyzed man? I think about the physical miracle before the fact that the miracle of salvation, which is more important, came first. I always read this story. I'm like, yeah, he healed the paralyzed man, but he forgave his sins. You know, if I had an incredible watch and, and I dropped it and, and it fell onto the highway um, and, and, and it got crushed by a car, I'm making this up as I go, I hope it makes sense. And, and um, what happens is I go and I get, it, I get it, I look at it and I go, all right, there's broken mechanisms on the inside. So what I do is I go and I just get the face replaced and the exterior looked after. When I put on this watch, it's still not going to work. It can look whole, but still be broken on the inside. Jesus could have healed this man's physical body and he still would have been broken by sin. So Jesus took care of what was more important. Jesus took care of the greater miracle first. He forgave his sins because of his faith. Hallelujah. God is good. God's not interested as much in your physical body as he is in your spiritual situation. We know that in 1 Timothy 4.8, it's often mentioned, it talks about physical training is good. It is. But training for godliness is much better promising benefits in this life and the life to come. The body is important, but the spiritual life is better because one will be replaced one day and one won't. This man on the bed would have understood and learned that Christ has authority. I love looking at this story. And seeing that as Jesus forgives this man's sins, it's done in the unseen. He forgives this man's sin. No one can see what has taken place in his spirit, in his soul. But Jesus has forgiven him. But yet the men around him, the Pharisees that have come from all the region, the only way that they would have come from all of the region would have been because they had communicated to be there. And they begin to think in their mind, how can anybody forgive sin except for God? And Jesus hears their thoughts. And he says to them, yes, I have authority in the unseen. He says, what I've done in the unseen is I have forgiven his sins. But to prove to you 
that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. Now, what's interesting about Son of Man, if you look in Daniel chapter 7, around 13 or 14, it begins to paint the picture that the Son of Man will come on the clouds and all of His authority and honour. And what He is saying in that moment is, yes, I am God. Yes, I have authority in the unseen. So I have forgiven Him His sins, but you can't see that. So to show you that I still have authority in what you can't see, I will also heal His body which will take place, the healing will take place in the unseen, but it will manifest itself in the physical and you will see that I have authority in the unseen because I'm the Son of God. Jesus goes on and heals the man. As he heals that man, he gets up and he begins to walk. As I pondered and looked at this, I started thinking, why am I putting so much weight on things I can't control. In the unseen, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's about to manifest itself. It's okay because Christ has authority in that arena too. All of this took place as Jesus was just being Jesus and as there's looking down. Can you imagine being on that roof and looking down? I wonder what the friends would have begun to think about. Well, I reckon one thing we can all learn from them is this. Conditions don't need to be perfect for God to move. You know, and I need to preach that today because everything went wrong in this room. Everything went wrong. Every bit of technology, every bit about my attitude, everything went wrong. But God can still move. Look, when you look at this situation... Pharisees are in this room because they're sceptical and they're critical of what Jesus is doing and saying. But yet in the midst of all of that criticism, Jesus still heals the man because of his faith. The conditions didn't need to be perfect. The faith needed to be present. Because it says there, if you look at the start of it around 17 and 18, it says this, the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. It means in any environment, no matter how sceptical, no matter how critical, no matter how negative, the power of God can still move. Right now, we're in an environment that's sceptical about Christianity. The power of God can still move when you couple it with faith. You can walk into situations where you think, wow, I am far outnumbered by people who are critical to what I believe. But if you have faith, Jesus can still move. You don't need perfect conditions. You don't need the right worship leader. You don't need the right song. You don't need the right feeling. You need faith. activated in your life. And as I have a musician or something join me in the background, this is where I want to land in in this message today. Plans don't need to be cancelled. I started trying to apply and think about today. These men, they rock up. Can you imagine it? Let's just pretend that it's in today's setting. All of a sudden, I'm in my office and I'm listening to some music and I'm typing away and I'm prepping a sermon and an email comes through from the prayer and praise thing. 
It says, hey, Unihill Church of the ancient world. We've got a friend of mine who's paralyzed, but we're off to a night rally. We heard Jesus is around and we're believing that Jesus is gonna be able to heal this man. Could you join with us in prayer as we, as we pray for him? Could you get it through the prayer chain? Could you ask it to be activated in the life of our people? Because we believe Jesus might be able to heal him. Now, obviously, we're going to look forward to the other side of that story when they send back the praise report. Jesus healed him, but even more so, he forgave his sins. But let's put this into our context today. We're rocking up and we've got this guy and he's, he's on a stretcher and it's full. Would today's mentality be, oh, well, we tried. I guess we're going to have to cancel our plans. We can't get in. We did everything we could to make it work, but we're just going to have to cancel. Can we take on the spirit of those men? They go, we don't cancel. We pivot. We don't cancel. We figure out another way. Do you know, sometimes the second option takes more work. Getting a person that cannot move onto a roof required more work than walking into the room to be to the feet of Jesus. Telling somebody about Jesus around a coffee at a cafe may be easier than telling them over the phone or writing it to them in a letter or figuring out a way to do to them. I can't get to them right now does not mean we cancel. It means we pivot and we find a way. Because waiting in that room is the Saviour of the universe. His name is Jesus. And I don't want to be a guy that in this season rocks up and goes, well, it looks like it's full, so it's over. I want to be those men that go, it's not over. I'm going to get him on the roof. I'm going to wreck the house. I'm going to tear the thing apart so that I can get the outcome that God has put on my heart. We are not going to be a church that cancels in this season. I am not going to be a leader that's going to sit here in this season and wait for COVID-19 to be over. We are moving forward with the plan and the purpose for this church and for your life and for your business and for your family. I don't know what it's going to look like, but I'm going to navigate a way through as the Holy Spirit directs me. Because I love the person on the mat. Because I love my Saviour, I want to honour what He's called me to do. So I'm not cancelling in this season, church. Let's not cancel. Let's find another way. Let's navigate the obstacles that are put before us. This is what happened in the room this morning. That's not working. So we'll have to do this. Hey, I've got a shame that, that not only is that working, but the flow on effect is now you can't have this. So we've got to do it this way. Was the name of Jesus still glorified? Well, then the pivot worked. Do people still get to hear about His love for their life? His desire through faith to see their life and their soul and their spirit restored to God? Then it still worked. Zoom Connect groups may not be as good as real life, but God can still move in any environment. Your job may not be the same as what it is. Your business may, may not be having the same revenue, but pivot. 
God is a creative God. And I declare right now, He's giving people fresh ideas. You're getting to get a fresh idea. I believe there's going to be somebody for your business today. There is going to be a new pivot, a new way, another stream of income coming into your life. For those of you that are feeling lonely, God is going to give you a way to find relationships that are not just superficial, but that are deep and that are loyal and that will last a long time. Unihill Church. The plan and the call that Jesus has put on this place is not on hold and it will not be cancelled, but it may look different. But we're going to find a way. You know, I love the, the, the music director of this church, Chris Valentine, one of the elders of this church. Do you know what he's been doing with his family? They've been putting on worship nights dedicated to being in God's presence and worshipping Him. He's like, well, you know, when I, when I look at that, I think, well, you're right, because he, he may not be able to get that necessarily in this room at the moment, but it's not about this room. It's about who you're worshipping. So I'm going to do that in my home with my family, a pivot that brings honour and glory to Jesus Christ. We've got a community pastor at this church. He wanted to put something on to be able to bless the community. So what he keeps pivoting, he goes from a place where they can gather and eat to now it's, it's going to be drive-through soup. And if drive-through soup doesn't work, he, he'll, he'll, he'll go around with a super soaker spraying it in people's mouths. He'll find a way to love people for Jesus. A pivot. I believe that our church right now, we're at a crossroad. In the spiritual realm, we're a community that has somebody on a stretcher. And we're looking at a full house. And the question that we need to ask ourselves is, are we counselling? Or are we finding another way? I'm not giving up. So if I have to find a way to get that person on the roof myself, I will. But gee, it's better with community. In some translations, it says four men. In other translations, it says some men. But this is what I know. That burden was made lighter because more than one person was involved. Will you continue to involve yourself in this season? How do you pick up the stretcher? You call someone. How do you pick up the stretcher? Send them a card. How do you pick up the stretcher? You pray for them. You put the prayer need for yourself or the person you're hearing into the website. So as a community, what happens is right now you might be standing next to a stretcher yourself. And you're like, I can't do this alone. This is too heavy for me to get to the outcome to bring to Jesus. So by putting it in on the website, in the Spirit, what happens is as people become aware of what's happening in the Spirit, they run to join you around the stretcher. They begin to come from their home in Montmorency, their home in South Morang, their home in Mernda, their home in McLeod. And what happens is in the Spirit, they join with you in faith saying, we will get this outcome. Because the outcome was that when Jesus saw the faith that was applied to the situation, the truest and greatest miracle took place. Sins were forgiven. Salvation had come to that man's life.
Don't give up. Find another way. Listen, if technology breaks and you have to put up with me on the words, missing half the songs, not finding them, but Jesus is still glorified, we're winning. If I have to have a stream service with me on my mobile phone and it's just three quarters of my forehead, listen to my words, we will pivot and we will strengthen. And if we continue to believe this way, we're going to come into the next season with a new tenacity, a new creativity and a new faith that if God could move in the season we're in right now, imagine what He's going to do in the next one to come. Because there's going to be a new resilience, a new faith, a new fire. Because we're going to understand that the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal. That's both the spiritual and the physical. By His stripes we are healed. He refers to sin being healed by the work of the cross. For those of you that may be watching today and you feel like you're that person on that stretcher, you've got brokenness in your life, hurt in your life. Can I tell you from the depth of my heart, the answer is Jesus. This world isn't perfect and we're all broken in some way. And that brokenness, unfortunately, is called sin. And sin is if you've ever done anything wrong, you've become broken. And the Bible says that if you've sinned, in Romans it says we've all fallen short of God's glorious standard. We're separated from God. Our sin separates us from His goodness. And in fact, what that means is that we go to hell. But that was never God's plan. You see, God's plan was through faith, like that, Situation we just read about, through faith in Jesus, we can be forgiven of our sins, which means we don't have a destination in hell, but we have a future waiting for us in heaven. But the Bible says you have to have faith. You have to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that He is Lord. You've got to call on His name and then it says you'll be saved. So today, I don't know where you're at with your relationship with God, but if you don't know whether you've ever had a point where you've asked God to forgive you of your sins, Jesus to come into your life so that you can be saved, I want to pray with you right now. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray. If you're at home and you're praying this prayer, I just want you to say, that's me, Jesus. And I want you to repeat after me. Dear Jesus, please forgive me for the things I've done wrong in my life. I don't want to do them anymore. I want to live in a way that makes you proud. I believe that Jesus, you lived and walked this earth. I believe that you died on the cross. I believe that you rose again on the third day. Jesus, help me to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you made that decision, 
good on you. If you go to our website, unihillchurch.com.au, there's a contact us tab. If you click on that and let us know, I'll call you or somebody in our team will and we'll help you get started on your journey with Jesus.